Thank you very much. And Brother Bloom, uh, my wife actually tried to send you some of my messages. And the recording device that she was using just wouldn't work. One day she had a camera. She was standing up there holding one of those little handheld cameras. And I think she forgot to turn it on. Uh, She went to the sound system. And of all days, the sound system wouldn't come on. And uh, she said, honey, I don't know what's going on with this thing. And I said, well, Brother Bloom will just have to get what he gets when I get there. And uh, I hope I haven't been a disappointment to anyone. Uh, I've only uh, tried to do what God has laid on my heart. But I will say this, uh, uh, Dr. Bloom, I have enjoyed being here. I've enjoyed the liberty that you've given me to just expound on the word of God. And I do pray that the messages has helped you. And I pray the rest of the week they will help you. And uh, I, 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 I'm one of those uh, preachers who believe that whenever the word of God is opened and the word of God is preached, there is something in every message for somebody. It may be just one little part, but there is something in that message for everyone in attendance. You said, preacher, why would you say that? Because it's important that you be here the rest of the week. You said, why? Because God has something that he wants you to hear. And if you're not here to hear it, you're going to miss out. And it might be the most important thing all year that God wanted you to hear. So you need to make plans on being here. Not that I'm a good preacher or anything of that nature, but just that God has something that he wants you to hear. Tonight, I would like to ask you to take your Bibles and turn with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter number 19. I want to preach a message tonight from a little, for all of you short people, don't feel bad. Because tonight I'm going to preach on a little short fellow. And uh, my grandfather was a short fellow and he said, son, there are times when being short is a blessing. He said, and sometimes it's not quite a blessing. And, uh, but he was a short fellow, but tonight I'm going to preach on a short fellow. He wasn't the shortest fellow, I believe, in the Bible, but he was short nevertheless. And his name was Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus. Look with me at verse number one. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press. Because he was of little statue, that means short, okay? And he ran before and climbed uh, up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, and he saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house. And he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. And when they saw it, they murmured, saying that he was gone to be guest with the man that is a sinner. And Zacchaeus stood and said unto the Lord, Behold, Lord, the half of my goods I give to the poor. And if I have taken anything from any man by false accusation, I restore him fourfold. And Jesus said unto him, This day is salvation come to this house. For as much He's also a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that 
which was lost. Father, thank you so much for another opportunity, Lord, to stand, Lord, and to proclaim of thus says the Lord. I pray, Father, for the next several moments that every ear in this place would be attentive to the word of God. I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would have free reign in this place tonight, Lord, to just go through the entire church and to challenge and to convict each and every person under the sound of my voice. I pray, Father, that if conviction falls, Lord, that we would not be ashamed to come, Lord, and just meet with you and, Lord, get the matter resolved. I pray, Lord, for the soul, Lord, tonight that may be nearest hell and not know it. I pray, Lord, for the one that may be here tonight that may be going through some medical challenges. And, Lord, just need a special touch from you, Lord, that they would receive, uh, Lord, that touch tonight. And, Lord, whatever your will is in this service tonight, let it be done. We pray, Father, that you'd show up, Lord, tonight. Because if you don't show up, everything else that's done in this place will be for naught. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Here we see in uh, 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 Luke chapter 19 that the Lord Jesus Christ was entering and going through uh, Jericho. As a matter of fact, he was on his way to Jerusalem. Back in chapter 18, uh, verses 31 through 34, the Lord Jesus Christ is walking with his 12 disciples and he's telling them that he's going up to Jerusalem and he's telling them that he's going to die there and uh, he's going to be resurrected. However, uh, he, he, he revealed that to them and they had no clue what he was talking about. The Bible said uh, in verse 34, they didn't understand uh, what he was talking about. But as he was nearing Jericho, as they were going down the uh, the, the, uh, the highway, there said a man on side of the highway, the Bible said begging, and you find that in verses 35 through 43. And this man heard the commotion going by, and he asked the people, he said, what's going on? What's going on? And the people that were talking, he said, Jesus of Nazareth is passing by. And the beggar cried out, the blind man cried out, and he said, oh thou son of David, have mercy on me. And church, uh, uh, all the people who were walking with the Lord Jesus Christ, they turned to rebuke the man. In other words, they said something like this. Man, shut up. He has more important business to deal with other than you. He said, just be quiet. And the more they said that, the Bible said, the more he cried out, Oh, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And he said it enough time that the Lord Jesus Christ stopped. The Bible said he stood still and he said, bring him to me. I'm so glad, church, tonight that I don't care who you are, Jesus has time for you. I don't know what your problem is, but I know one thing, the problem solver has time for you. Uh, 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 and so Jesus asked him, he said, bring him here. And then Jesus said to the man, when they brought the blind man to him, he said, what would thou that I should do for thee? He said, that I may receive my sight. Huh? And Jesus restored his sight. Well, let me tell you what I believe. I believe uh, not only that, but he restored that blind man, uh, gave him his sight. But I believe all of that news got up to Jericho before he got there. I believe the news of him uh, feeding 5,000 with two fish and five loaves and, and calming the storms and all the fame about the Lord Jesus Christ had entered into Jericho before he got there. You said, preacher, why? Because one little crook, and that's what Zacchaeus was, the Bible says he was chief among the publicans. Publicans was known as being crooks. They were tax collectors. Uh, I'm not saying all. Any tax collectors here tonight? Huh? Uh, 
Uh, get your heart right like Zacchaeus did. You'll be all right. But he was the chief of... Now, your publicans were your tax collectors. They were hired by the government to collect taxes from the people. Now, what the publicans would do, that the government had a set tax for each family. But what that publican would do, he would tack on a percentage above what the government wanted. And everything that he collected... Above what the government wanted, he kept. The Bible says Zacchaeus was chief among the public. That means he was the big wheel. Huh? That means he wanted the lion's share of the, of the prophet. And the Bible said, but um, he heard so much about this man called Jesus that he wanted to see him. Huh? But the Bible said he couldn't see because of the press. I don't want you to know something. Everywhere the press go, it hinders things. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Everywhere the press goes. Your, our president called it fake news, but I'm not going to go there. Okay, But the Bible said he couldn't see for the press. In other words, he couldn't see over the crowd. So what did he do? He said, I want to see this man, Jesus. What he did not know was that Jesus was coming through Jericho to see him. Mm-hmm. He was coming through Jericho. Jesus wanted to see him. And church, you listen to me tonight. You were invited here, many of you were invited by by invitation to come tonight. You wanted to see what the Word of God had to say, but I want to tell you what Jesus had in mind. Jesus came ahead of you because He wanted to see you. Huh? Huh? Surprised? No, don't be surprised. Because watch what He does for Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus climbs up in this sycamore tree and he slides out on this limb and he said, boy, I have a first row seat. No one can block my vision. When the Lord Jesus Christ comes through, I want to see what is so important about this man named Jesus. Well, Jesus turned the tide on him. Jesus walked down the street and the Bible said when he came that way, he looked up in the tree and he said, Zacchaeus. At church, I wonder for a moment, what went through Zacchaeus' mind? Huh? Do you want to know what went through his mind? Let me try to help you to remember what went through Zacchaeus' mind. Because I want each one of you, everyone in this building tonight, all in the upper deck, all down on this floor, I want you to go back 2,000 years ago, and I want you to take Zacchaeus' place. I want you to pretend you're Zacchaeus. For the next few minutes, I want you to call yourself Zacchaeus. I want you to think like Zacchaeus. Don't rob anybody. Don't, don't cheat anybody. Don't tax money. But I want you to call and say, I am Zacchaeus. I'm going up in this sycamore tree. I'm going to crawl out on this limb. And I want to see Jesus Christ when he comes by. Okay, can we do that? Well, that was a small yes. Can we do that? Amen. Okay. So I have a row of Zacchaeus is here. I have a whole section of Zacchaeus is here. I have a whole section of Zacchaeus is there. And I want the first thing I want to ask you, what do you think went through his mind? I'm going to tell you what I think went through his mind. I think when he, when Jesus looked up and saw him, I think when he called him by name, I think Zacchaeus said, Oh my God. He sees me. He sees me. How did he know I was up here? Well, I'm going to tell you how he knows you were up there. Because Proverbs 15, the Bible said, The eyes of the Lord runs to and fro, beholding the good and the evil. There is not one, Zacchaeus, there is not one thing that you have done in the last three months that God hasn't seen. There's not one thing. You said, oh no, he hasn't seen everything. Yes, he has seen everything that you've done. He knows exactly what you've done. He knows why, he, why you why you wanted to see him. But the last thing that you were thinking about, I didn't want him to see me. There are some things in my life that I don't want God to see. Sorry, he sees them. Huh? Let me show you what David said in Psalm 139. 
Psalm 139. Turn there with me. Zacchaeus, turn there with me. Psalm 139. Look how he starts off. Verse number one. He said, O Lord, thou hast searched me and what? Known me. Huh? Thou knowest my downsetting uh, and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Psalm 139. Don't look for it in the New Testament. It's in the old. Huh? Don't look for it. If you look for it in the New Testament, you'll turn all night long. Huh? He said, Thou compassed my paths, my lying down, and acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me behind and before and hast laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is too high. I cannot attain unto it. Whether I go from thy spirit or whether I flee from thy, I shall flee from thy presence. If I ascend up into heaven, guess what? Thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell into the othermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely uh, the darkness shall cover me, even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee. Uh, the night shineth as the day, and the darkness and the light are both alike unto thee. You know what he's saying? I can't do anything. I can't hide anywhere. My, my Lord and Savior can see as good nighttime as He can daytime. You say, what are you saying? He sees you. He sees you. He has seen everything that you've done. When Zacchaeus, when he looked up at Zacchaeus, I think the first thing went to Zacchaeus' mind. He sees me. But the second thing that went through his mind is he knows me. He knows me. How did he know him? He called him by name. Now let me say something. No one on the road from, from, uh, from uh, 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 Samaria through Galilee up to uh, Jericho has said anything about Zach. I don't see anything in the Bible about it. Huh? I don't see anything in the Bible about it. No one had told him about Zacchaeus. And the bottom line is Zacchaeus was such a small fellow, he could get lost in the crowd. Huh? Other than people saying he was a crook, he was a thief. There was nothing known about it. Isn't it amazing that of all the people in the town, now the Bible said the press, the crowd of people, in other words, businesses shut down, schools closed. I know the kids love that. Huh? Uh, and people lined both sides of the street. Huh? So much so that Zacchaeus couldn't see the Savior coming to mind. So he climbs up in a sycamore tree, and the first thing Jesus does when he walks, he walks right, first of all, right to that sycamore tree. Right to that sycamore tree. I don't know what sycamore tree you're in tonight, but I tell you what, Jesus sees it. He knows you're up in it. He walks up under that sycamore tree and he looks up and said, Zacchaeus? Huh? If, I wish I had been Jesus at that time. I would have said, I see you. Huh? But he didn't. He said, Zacchaeus. And I think the, first, the next thing that went through Zacchaeus' mind is that he sees me. And he knows me. And church, I want you to know something. There is not one person, there is not one Zacchaeus sitting on the sound of my voice that the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't know. He told Jeremiah in Jeremiah chapter 1, he said, before I formed you in the belly, I knew you. Uh, can I say something, Zacchaeus? Before he's formed you in your mother's belly, he knew you. After you came forth from the wound, he still knew you. After you've gone through all the walks of life, he still knows you. He knows everything about you. There is not one thing. Think about it. I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. There is not one thing about you that he doesn't know. There's a lot of things about you that you hope he doesn't know. 
Huh? Huh? Amen? There's a lot of things about me that I hope he didn't know. Sad or si- sorry because he knew them. And I think Zacchaeus said he knows me. He knows everything about me. He knew how big a crook he was. He knew why he was up in that tree. But the last thing I think he thought about is that I didn't think he would know me. I didn't think he would know me the way he does. And church tonight, I'm talking to some folk tonight that said, man, I didn't know God knew that much about me. He knew what happened last week. He knew what happened last night. He knew what happened six months ago. There is absolute nothing. David said he can see as good in the dark as he can in the light. The Bible said we love darkness rather than light because our deeds can be done in the darkness. Jesus said it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He knows me. He knows all about me. He knows everything that I've done. He knows my crooked deals. He knows uh, how how I've cheated my boss. He knows everything. There is nothing about me that he does not know. He knows that I'm a publican. He knows that I'm rich. Not a Republican, a publican. He knows that that I'm rich. He knows how I've got my money. I wanted to see him. The last thing that I wanted was him to see me. And church tonight, there may be something in your life and the last person that you want to know about it is the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'm sorry, church. He knows. He knows. And there's nothing you can do about it. What else, uh, church? Uh, did, did I think he, said, he said, he knows all about me. Uh, he knows what I'm doing. He knows what I'm doing that I shouldn't be. He knows all about it. Uh, church, tonight I wonder, what does the Lord Jesus Christ know about you? I want to tell you how important this thing is. Let me give you an illustration. There's an illustration of a group of girls that went to a camp for all teen, teenage girls. And when they got to camp, they, had, they did all the things that people do when they go to camp. And every night, after they had had a day of activities and, and uh, devotions and whatever, they would turn in. And the counselor would come by. There was four girls to a room. And the counselor would walk by and say, it's 10 o'clock. Lights out. Girls, it's time to go to sleep. And they would say goodnight, Miss So-and-so, and they'd turn the lights out. And as soon as the lady counselor would leave the area, they'd set up in their bunks and they'd start talking. And they would talk about all kinds of things. Girls, y'all know what girls talk about. I don't know. I've never been a girl in my life, never had a desire to be one. I thank God that God didn't make me one, okay? (laughs) But you know what ladies talk about. You know what girls talk about. I see some young ones up in the balcony. Y'all know what girls talk about. I know what boys talk about. That's why I made the illustration about girls. But anyway, they would set up and they start talking. And the counselor would hear them sometime laughing and giggling. And she'd come back and say, girls, I said lights out. It's after 10 o'clock. It's 11 o'clock. I mean lights out. And they would quiet down for a while. And when the counselor would leave, they'd start talking and giggling and laughing again. So finally the counselor got, she got kind of fed up with it. So she said, I'm going to stop this. So the next day, when the girls went to take their showers in the morning, the lady walked in and she put a little microphone, a little uh, tape recorder there and hid it out of sight. So they wouldn't, I think she hid it under one of the bunks. 
That night she came in and she said, Okay, girls, it's 10 o'clock, lights out. Yes, ma'am, we're going to sleep. And just as she said lights out, she had a little remote control device in her hand. And she turned that tape player on. And she went on down to her cabin, turned the lights off, went on to sleep. Girls got up and they talked from 10 o'clock until after midnight. The next morning when the girls got up and they go to take their shower, the counselor went in the room and she took out the tape player. She took the tape, she put new batteries in the player, and she went down to the dining hall. Down in the dining hall at breakfast, they would normally give the current events. They would talk about the events of the preceding day, and they would have all kinds of things that they'd talk about. And then finally, someone would say, is there anything for the good of the camp? Anybody have anything they want to say for the good of the camp? And the counselor stood up. She said, I have a tape that I would like to play. And she brought that tape up and she put it before a microphone. And she pushed the play button. And one of the young girls heard her voice. She said, oh no, oh no, that's me. Turn it off, turn it off. I don't want anyone to know. Another girl said, and that's me. We were talking, that's secret. That's my secret. No one is to know about it. I want you to understand something. You may have a secret tonight, but mama may not know. Daddy may not know. Hubby may not know. Wife may not know. But the Lord Jesus Christ knows, and you can't turn it off. You can't turn it off. I think Zacchaeus said, he knows me. He knows me. Those girls said in unison, we don't want our secret sins known. But I want you to know something. There are no secrets with the Lord Jesus Christ. There are no secrets. The Bible says that things that are spoken in the ear in a closet, one day will be preached from the housetop. Huh? There are no secrets when it comes to God. Zacchaeus said, he knows me. He knows me. But then church, I looked again at verse number 5. The Bible said, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him, and he said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down. You know what I think Zacchaeus said? He sees me, he knows me, but he wants me. He wants me. And church, if you are here tonight, the Lord Jesus Christ wants you. You said, why? He told Zacchaeus, he said, because today I must abide at your house. He wants you to take him home with him. He wants you to take him home in your heart. Huh? That's why he came. That's why you came tonight. You didn't come tonight to see me. If you did, I, I hope I don't disappoint you. But I can tell you one thing. The Lord Jesus Christ will never disappoint you. You take him home. You make him a part of your life. You make him a part of your home. You think you have a great home, it'll be greater. Huh? You think something is wrong in your house? I tell you what, Jesus Christ is the fixer-upper. He can fix it. He fixed it for Zacchaeus. Why? Because when Zacchaeus came down, the first thing he started doing was confessing. If I have taken anything, I want to give it back. I want to give half of what I have to the poor. I just want to do right. And when Jesus Christ comes into your life, and listen, the first thing comes to your mind, I want to do right. Huh? Why do you want to do right? Because he knows all the wrong you've already done. Uh, you want to do right. He wants you. He wants you to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Uh, he wants to abide in your heart. Why? Because church, the only way you're going to live a life that's pleasing to him is for him to reside there. Uh, 
David said he leads us in the path of righteousness, not for your sake, but for his name's sake. He's not going to come in your life and have you to mess his name up. Huh? He's going to keep it right. He's going to make sure things right. Uh, 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 wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed unto the word of God. That's what God said. I want you, Zacchaeus, I want you to do right. I want to go home with you. Huh? I want you to wake up in the morning and knowing that I'm in your house. I want you to walk every day knowing that I'm in your heart. I want you to allow me to lead God and direct your your life. In all thy ways, Solomon said, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Listen, all of us, every last one of us have been a Zacchaeus at some time. Every last one of us. Maybe our names were different. Maybe our name was Paul. Maybe it was Grace. Maybe it was Pearl. I don't know. But we have walked the road to Zacchaeus. Well, we haven't always been honest. But you know what the Lord Jesus Christ said down in verse 10? For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. And by the grace of God, you can't be found until you're first lost. And church, listen. Zacchaeus said, he sees me. Zacchaeus, do you think he sees you? Huh? He sees you. He saw you yesterday. He saw you even before you were formed in your, in your mom's belly. He saw you. That's what he told Jeremiah. If he saw Jeremiah, guess what? He saw you. Huh? He said before you came forth, I knew you. And he had known you every day. There is not one thing that you have done that God doesn't know about. There are a whole lot of things that you've done that you wish he wouldn't know about. There are a whole lot of things that you've done that you'd hope he'd forget about. Well, let me tell you about, about the Lord Jesus Christ that I'm talking about. When you invite him to come into your heart and to be your Lord and Savior, you know what he says? He said, I will remove your sins from you as far as the east is from the west. He said, I will bury them in the depths of the sea to remember them no more. Huh? He said, I will hide them behind my back. Huh, where I see the room. Listen, Zacchaeus, why don't you let God do that for you? Huh? Do you think it's a blessing to walk around knowing that you're a crook? Knowing that you're uh, whatever you may be? No. Not when the Lord Jesus Christ said, I can take every sin that you've ever committed. The ones you committed yesterday, but guess what? It doesn't stop there. He said, I'll even take the ones you commit today. I'll even take the ones that you commit tomorrow. And I'll put them all under my blood. Huh? And when I'm finished... You'll be white as snow. The Bible says, Zacchaeus said, listen, he sees me. He knows me. He wants me. And you know what? If he wants me that badly, I'm coming down. The Bible said in verse 6, and he made haste and came down. And guess what? He didn't back up to the Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, here I am. No, the Bible said he received him joyfully. Because he realized that Jesus Christ was the only one. That could do for him that he couldn't do for him. And church tonight, you listen to me. Zacchaeus, y'all listen to me. Jesus Christ is the only one that can do for you what you can do for you. Huh? Zacchaeus said he wants me. What does he want you for? Huh? The, the Jesus that I serve wanted me for eternity. And church, one of these days, he's going to come back for me. Hmm? How do you know, Pastor? Because he promised me that he was. See, I had to crawl down out of that tree. I had to get down off of that limb. I wanted to see him, but he wanted to see me. I just wanted to see about it, but he didn't just want to see me. He wanted me. And church, you know what kept him on Calvary's cross? Not the nails that they drove in his hand. His love for me. His love for you, Zacchaeus. 
That's what kept him on that tree. Read the story. I've read the narrative. I know what it says. There were angels waiting for him said, Huh? You want us to come get you? No. Huh? There's a Zacchaeus out there that I've got to stay here for. That Zacchaeus was you. Huh? He said, I've got to hang here. Huh? My blood is sufficient. My blood is the only thing that can cover his sin. My blood is the only thing that can pay his sin debt. Because the debt that Jesus Christ paid at Calvary Church, you listen to me and listen to me well. He didn't know. You know who owed it? I did. Right. You did. But he said, I came to seek and to save that which was lost. Huh? I came to do for you what you couldn't do for you. Huh? Zacchaeus, I came to do for you what you couldn't do for you. And Zacchaeus said, you're right. You're right. And he crawled back off of that limb and came down that tree and he received him joyfully. Now, church, tonight, let me ask you something. You just took Zacchaeus' place. If that crook could receive the Lord Jesus Christ joyfully. If that crook wanted to take the Lord Jesus Christ to his home to abide with him, if he wanted to receive the Lord Jesus Christ in his life, don't you want to do the same thing? Huh? Don't you want to do the same thing? Huh? Zacchaeus did. You just took his place. I know what the rest of the story says. Huh? Huh? Oh, I know the, uh, the Jews that was there that he had cheated probably wanted God to just give him one. Huh? But God didn't. Huh? God didn't. The Lord Jesus Christ said, huh? today, salvation has come to your house. Huh? Church, tonight, every person on the sound of my voice, if you haven't received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want you to know something. He wants you. He wants you. He said in Peter, he said he's not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. Huh? He's not willing that one person will die and spend eternity in a devil's hell. And I'm here tonight to tell you that you don't have to. Zacchaeus was the, one of the biggest crooks in the Bible, but salvation came to his house. Why? Because he received the Lord Jesus Christ. And I just asked you to take his place. Huh? And he received it joyfully. Tonight, I wonder how many of you are going to walk out of this place differently than you were when you came in. How many of you are going to walk out and say, I'm taking Jesus home with me. I'm taking him home in my heart. I'm taking him home in my life. I want him to lead, guide, and direct my path. Huh? I want him to guide my life. Oh, yes, listen, I've been a Zacchaeus. I've made a ton of mistakes. I've done things that I hope no one knows. Huh? And probably no earthly person will ever find them all out. But your heavenly Father knows them all. But he came to forgive you of them. He came to wash the slate clean. 1982, he washed my slate clean. I was a Zacchaeus. I was a Zacchaeus. He washed my slate clean. I came to him. I put my sins under his blood. And he said, my blood is sufficient. My blood is sufficient. In other words, he said, that's all you need. Pastor, do you ever live a total week? Do you ever live a total month without doing something wrong? No. No, and you won't either. But you know something? He gave me another verse. 1 John 1, 9. Someone turned there. 1 John 1, 9. All the way in the back. He said, if we confess our sins, I'm going to tell you what it says. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Huh? Because he knew, church, he knew that we could not live perfectly Perfectly in this flesh. He knew it. Huh? And church, I'm so glad that I have a heavenly father that said, Titus, I know that you can, but I can. 
Huh? I know that you're going to mess up, but that's okay. I got you. I'm here to cleanse you. You confess it. You get it right. And I will watch this way clean again. Huh? And what about those old sins? They're gone. Huh? You know, we have an old accuser. The Bible called the devil the old accuser of the brethren. Every so often, that old devil runs up to heaven. He tells God, he said, you think that old Ron Titus is all that? Huh? Well, let me tell you a little bit about him. Huh? And you know what? You know what God, what Jesus tells him? Jesus said, Daddy, huh? everything about Ron Titus is under my blood. My blood is sufficient. My blood has cleansed him. Huh? And you know what my heavenly father does? He turned to Satan and said, you know something? I don't see any sins on Titus. He said, all I see is the blood of my son. Amen. Don't you want to leave, leave here with that tonight? Huh? I don't know. Hey, listen, if I were sitting where you are, I would want to leave here knowing for sure in the eyes of God, in the presence of God, in the heart and mind of the Lord Jesus Christ, that I have climbed down out of that sycamore tree and I have received Christ as my Savior. I'm going to take him home with me. Huh? What could I possibly gain by taking him home? I tell you what I can gain. I can have a better home. I can have a better life. Huh? I can face the brothers and sisters of this world knowing that the Lord Jesus Christ has forgiven me of my sin. I can feel better about myself because church, you listen to me. Don't you dare tell me that some of the things that you've done make you feel good about yourself. Don't you tell me that. I'm not going to believe it. Zacchaeus didn't believe it. And that's why when Christ came and and met with him and talked with him, a light came on. He said, this man came looking for me. And all the time I thought I was looking for him. Now, church, tonight I'm going to ask you to do something. I'm going to ask everyone in here to close your eyes and bow your head. I want to just ask you a couple of questions. I want to ask you just a couple of questions. How many of you sitting here tonight, how many of you Zacchaeus sitting here tonight, if your life was required of you tonight, if God told you like Isaiah told Hezekiah that he was going to get his house in order because his life was going to be required of him, how many of you are 100% sure that you would go to heaven and live eternally with the Lord Jesus Christ. If you all raise your hand. If you all raise your hand. Thank you. You may put your hands down. There were many hands that could not be raised. Let me rephrase that question. How many of you here tonight would like to know that if you were to die tonight that you would go to heaven to be with the Lord? Raise your hand. I'll pray for you. I see the hands. I see the hands. I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to pray that my Zacchaeus sitting here want to go to heaven and be with the Lord Jesus Christ. You want to take the Lord Jesus Christ home with you. Huh? That he might live in your house and live in your heart. I'm going, to pray, I'm going to pray for you tonight. Let me ask this question. For the Christians that are in this room. How many of you said, Pastor, I know I'm a Christian. I know if I was to die, I'd go to heaven to be with the Lord. But there are a lot of problems. There are a lot of things that I'm dealing with. And preacher, would you please pray for me? You don't have to mention what they are. Would you please pray for me? Just raise your hand. Yeah, I see hands. I see hands all over. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to pray honestly and seriously for you. And as I pray seriously for you, if you raised your hand for anything, 
I want you to meet me down front after I have a word of prayer. The pianist is going to take the, uh, the piano and, and, and the organ and play. But I want you to meet me down front if you, if you ask me to pray for you. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for tonight. I thank you, Lord, for the Christians in this place who raised their hands. Lord, who said that they know that if they were to die, they'd go to heaven to be with the Lord. And Lord, I thank you for that. They have gotten their sin, that sin issue straight. And Lord, uh, I, I thank you for that. But Lord, there were many hands that went up that say that they were not sure that if they would die tonight, that they would go to heaven to be with you. And Lord, it is for that group, first of all, that I want to pray for. I pray, Father, as they seriously raise their hands, Lord, that said that they want to receive you as Lord and Savior. They realize that you know everything about them. They realize that you know them by name, but they also realize that you came looking for them. And Lord, they want to, they want to receive you tonight. I pray, Lord, that when the pianists start to play, Lord, the, the music, that they would get up out of their seats. They'll come and meet me right here at this altar. And Lord, that we could get that salvation thing straight. I also, Lord, pray for the Christian here, Lord, who raised their hand that said that there are many things that's going on that they need to hear from you from. And, Lord, there are things that are going on in our lives, Lord, that only you can solve. Lord, tonight I pray that they would find comfort, that they would find relief. Now, Lord, we love you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.